Ben, after your last episode, you left me stumped. So I decided that it was time to talk to someone who yeah, could answer that's true. that. That's true, which is why I wanted to talk to you. All right, well, um, what can I do for you? So uh, this is Dr. Sean Barnett. He is a professor at Lander University, where I attend, and he is the most qualified person that I know there to be able to ask English, philosophical, or theological questions that I may have. And I happen to have questions in all three departments. And when I asked him this question, what's the lasting impact of writing well, he led off with a fairly interesting and unique answer. Writing allows us to travel through time. Hmm. Okay, I'm saying that too strongly. To write well. You see, humans' biggest plus, above everything else that we have, is our brains. We don't have mighty fangs, we don't have natural armor, but we have the ability to gather extreme amounts of knowledge, and we have the ability to share that knowledge in between us humans. So human society develops as humans share knowledge. And I don't have to learn from the beginning something that I want to learn about because I can pick up a book and someone's already figured out geometry for me. With writing, we aren't just able to communicate and share knowledge with the people around us, but with people across the world and time. Now, that is very impressive. Good for writing for being able to make words more permanent. But that is the benefits of writing. But why should we care about writing well? I mean, grammar and punctuation fluctuate so rapidly that communicating well to one audience could be incomprehensible to another. And Dr. Barnett doesn't deny this at all. And that, that I'm saying back to you what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, what counts as good grammar, what counts as beautiful language is always dependent on whatever the society thinks is correct, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's not like nutrition where there are rules about how the human body operates. Mm. There are not rules about whether a split infinitive is right or wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Mentley. <laughs> it's not something that is inherent to the world around us. It is not something that stays consistent to the chronological march of time. Now, at first, this may seem like a negative. However, that culture is shaping how that language is formed in order to communicate the information in the best way possible. Though the form itself does not stay the same, though the form of good writing does not appear to be concrete, the heart of language stays the same. To communicate truth, what is objective, its shapes changes constantly, but that core never will. Writing as a tool itself is not eternal, but what it builds is. Now let's take this to the theological stage that you put music in. Music is eternal, but there's passages like 1 Corinthians 13 that say, as for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. So when there is no more need to communicate or the ability is simply void, is there still a place for speech? To create the world, in Genesis 1, Yahweh speaks. The second person of the Trinity, 
is the Son, or as John says, the Word of God. The fact that we happen to make scribbles on paper or chisel things or, or whatever medium we use to manifest our language, that's a medium that's not necessarily eternal. But, I mean, I have to read the scriptures and see that language is something God does. Mm. No, language is something God is. Mm. I would not turn that around. I would not say language is God. Right. Right. Um, right. But, but God is word. We get to take part in that same creative act. To write well is to reveal truth, what is most real. And one of the ways that we encounter eternal truth is through beauty. Mm. Clearly, standards of beautiful language may be culturally determined. They may change, mm. right? But just as much as we can encounter eternal truth in the beauty of a sunset, I think if language, if writing can be beautiful, well, that's a, a place of encounter with God, too. Mm. Maybe it's subtler, mm. but I don't think it's any less real. We reveal truth through optimized communication and through beauty. That's where writing well comes back into play. If I explain something perfectly but can't convey its importance, it's worthless. If I make something that appears pretty but is indecipherable, it's meaningless. But if I can do both, that temporary text becomes something that is eternally important. The writer's job is to produce clarity and beauty for an audience capable of appreciating both. Mm. If the writer suspects that the audience is not capable of understanding that truth or appreciating that beauty, mm. the writer's job is to take a walk. I think those two truths are also applicable to music as well. To have meaning, it needs to convey something that words can't describe, or at least not as well as music can. And it also needs to be something that is beautiful. My question to you though, Ben, is how can music communicate in ways that writing can't? I would love to know your thoughts. Sincerely, Joel. <laughs>